listening to Carnivore Conversations, a podcast exploring the benefits of keto, carnivore, intermittent feasting, and other lifestyle hacks. Each week, we'll be interviewing a special guest from the keto carnivore community and so much more. This is your host, board-certified and practicing physician, Dr. Robert Kiltz. Uh, well, well, tell us a little bit about, because we're going to talk about uh, mindset and the impact of carnivore on, on intimacy and health and wellness in general, but maybe you can comment about uh, uh, happiness in, in essence and, and how we all sort of could learn to live with that every day. Absolutely. Happiness is all about how we think in our minds, also about what we eat. And even when I was doing this interview and prepping for this interview, I was thinking about what is it in terms of our mindset and our happiness that sets us up. The first thing that we need to do is to block out what is around us, because whether we know it or don't know it, we're being brainwashed by big food, big pharma, and also media. And it's all about negativity. And it's quite interesting because negativity resonates with us 10 times more than any positive word or affirmation. So when we actually hear something negative, whether it be from our friends, from conversations, from the media, from anything, it's going to resonate with us much more than happiness. And that's why a lot of people find it harder to actually achieve happiness and overall wellness because it's not taught in our community. It's something that we have to cultivate in our minds every single, I was going to say every single day, but it's every single moment. So cultivating in our minds and it's not what's out there, it's what's in here. So the stories are infinitely being fed to us about what's wrong with the world, how you should be a consumer of things that maybe we don't realize are not good for us. And, and yet in a different part of the world, you're seeing something and feeling something different, but anywhere in the world, we can find that joy and happiness individually. Can't we? Absolutely. It's interesting here in Turkey, the average salary is 500 USD a month. And so despite a, a, I'm going to assume that's a lower income compared to what many of us think we need. People are finding yes. joy and happiness. Yes. You think it's the connections with the people and they're, they're constantly talking about something greater than, than our stories of troubles? I think so. I think it's very much, you know, like from an evolution point of view, our ancestors, when they would gather around the fire, just talk amongst themselves in a tribe, in a family, in a community. That's very important because you're wanting to establish connection that's between you and the other person. It's not about what's on the news. It's not about what's happening on the outside world. It's what's happening together, whether they're making food, whether they're going out and making time for each other. That's what's important. And here, especially because you have poorer communities, they also have to live together. So the idea about living together and also sharing is really, really important, which I think more in Western communities, we're more about the bigger house, living with one or two people, having four cars, more about consumption. The idea about creating is so important because that's where we're evolved to actually do as humans is to create 
create ideas, create the world. You know, even the foods that we put in our mouths and our bodies, it actually helps with the creation process. The more that we eat processed foods and junk foods, the more that we are tuned towards what's on the outside, the more that our brain is hardwired to see problems. And so that comes back to the mindset piece, which is unwiring that whole process to actually think better and to have better mental clarity as well. So thinking better and mental clarity. So consumption versus creativity, essentially. Are you focusing on the things, the creativity in order to get the things or just focusing on the creativity because it's in the work every day that ultimately ultimately builds our satisfaction of a good day well-lived in a sense? Absolutely. And you know, Eckhart Tolle, he talks about the fact that we want to strive for our goals. We want to feel that we are creating or we're achieving our goals, but it's actually not the achievement of the goal that creates happiness. It's actually the progress and the momentum every day over consistent long-term um, uh, uh, outlook is what's going to actually get get you and make you happy. It's actually going to change how you think every day. It's not at the end of the day going to the mall and buying something. It's not buying a new car, a new house, all of that consumption. It's actually the creation process of what do you want to achieve in your own life? And that's going to be different for every single person. It could be a good family. It could be a business. It could be you want to change the world. It can be big or small, but having that focus and working towards that every day is what's going to give you the joy and the happiness. But isn't it true that things happen in our lives that we have loss and failures and and we can um, lose heart and, and get discouraged? What, what do we yes. do in those? How do we get, how do we use that as, as the materials to grow rather than to... Um, to withdraw. So I was also thinking about this as well. And I was also thinking about my personal experience. So my dad, he has Alzheimer's and um, he got only diagnosed about two years ago and even more. And now he's got corocobasal syndrome, which is another subset of, I think it's Alzheimer's or a brain disease. And so he's actually dying. Um, and it's, it's really hard when we have these things that are just out of the blue when you see a family member or somebody close to you, when you have tragedy, when you have anything that can hit you along the way. And definitely I was feeling upset and I was actually, I was just like crying and I was just thinking, how can I help my dad? How can I fix my dad? There's no way that we can fix something that is actually broken with our brain. But the way that we have to actually fix it is to change what can we learn from this outcome. So Ryan Holiday talks about this in his book, Obstacle is the Way. Any obstacle or challenge, think how can I change, how can I think about this in a different way that I can learn from it, that I can grow from it, and I can be a better person. So with the example with my dad, I thought, okay, right, my dad worked his whole life to pay off the mortgage, to own his house, and to actually retire by the time that he was 60 so he could go enjoy his life. Well, guess what? By the time he was 65, he got diagnosed with Alzheimer's and his brain is shrinking. His dexterity has decreased. He can't actually look after himself. So he worked his entire life. He did everything for himself to have a good life once he retired. So I thought, you know what? The time is now for me to enjoy my life. I'm not going to be in the same situation 
work in a nine to five job, you know, have the big house, all the fancy stuff. I'm going to go. And that's why I traveled to, uh, that's why I moved to Turkey. That's the reason why I moved because of my dad. So I looked at a bad situation and I said, how can I make this a positive situation so that I can actually improve myself? And it doesn't matter what the situation is. We can always learn from every single situation if we change how we see it. So bad to better. And we just did um, The Power of Now, which was the book of the week. We're we're actually going to go to The um, Dark Emu by uh, Bruce Pascoe about Australia, uh, Ah. which which is a really interesting, interesting book. And I just started it uh, for this next one. But Ryan Holiday, The Obstacles the Way, one of my favorites. And and, and obviously, uh, Eckhart Tolle has shared many ideas. And so uh, we're all going to die. And we can't stop this thing called death. And in actuality, imagine all the people ever born never died. You know, the, the world wouldn't work the way it's meant to work. But how can we change the concept of death in our mindset to be able to not be held back? Because depression and fear and worry holds us back mm-hmm. where we can change the mindset of what those things are to move us forward. Well, the first question that I ask is why are you afraid of dying? If we know that it's going to happen, that's that's the thing because sometimes we have a fear in life but we don't actually realize what is the thought associated with that fear which is an emotion which is holding us back. So if you know that something is happening which is death, then why are you – and it's going to happen to everybody. It's actually a positive thing to think about death, to actually say it's going to happen every moment that I breathe Every day that I live, I'm closer to that time. And we don't know when that date is going to be. It could be today, tomorrow, 10 years, 20 years. The problem is people think that it's 50 years ahead of time. Or they think it's going to be when I'm 70, 80 or 90. But we actually don't know when that day is. And by God, the universe or whomever your higher power is, he or she decides when that is. Whether you have a spiritual faith or you have a religion that you aspire to, But there is a date that we are determined that we cease to exist on this planet. So why not show up with kindness, with love, show up with your passion and your joy every single day? Because if our time is limited, why are we getting distracted with the negativity, complaining, with anger, with fear? These are all negative emotions. Why don't we feed our bodies and our mind with positive love? The highest level of emotion is love. If you show love and kindness to every single person in the world, your world is going to change. So it's not what others do to us. It's what we do for them. But in actuality, there's no them out there because it's all within our minds. So changing your mindset. Maybe you could talk a little bit about how carnivore changed your life. And, and do you think maybe it's easier to, to adjust the mindset on a carnivore lifestyle versus a standard global uh, diet? Well, I think, first of all, carnivore changed my mindset because I just think I 
just function better. I sleep better. I'm feeding myself with actual nutrients that my brain can actually function better. The reason why we have this anxiety, depression, first of all, it comes from our thoughts. But secondly, it's because of our blood sugars. If you eat something and it elevates your blood sugar, obviously we know that your emotions are going to go and your energy is going to go up and down. So the beauty about carnivore is that, first of all, you're not hungry. Secondly, for some reason, something everything just doesn't bother you because your your hormones are are regulated and the main thing that i think is cortisol and that's the stress hormone which can just send us up and down in mood swings and especially especially for women around their menstrual cycles as well carnivore really really helps and especially high fat and i know that you are a big fan of high fat increasing the fat moderating the protein High fat for me is the answer towards mm. feeling calm, feeling satiated, and just living a happier life when I, when I actually increased my fat content. So there's something about the inflammation in our, in our body, but also the drug, the drug, the sugar drug, which, yes. which does something that <clears throat> doesn't allow the the neurons to fire properly or to allow us to sort of calm this, this body. And uh, we're in the fight or flight or the rest and digest. Uh, which Yes, absolutely. It's interesting to, we have to think that sugar is the same addictive drug as heroin, cocaine, and all the other drugs that we think are bad for us, sugar is the same thing, but it's just legalized because big food and big pharma, they feed off sugar and plant toxins in pills as well to actually make us more inflamed so that they can make money off us. And I know for a lot of people, it can sound very extreme if we say this, mm. but if you understand the reality of what's happening in the world and understand that it's for us to actually look after our health. It's not the government. It's not anybody else. It's not it's the doctors. It's not the doctors. It's not the doctors. It's for us to actually find out what works for us, whether it be carnivore, whether it be low carb, whether it be keto, find out what works for you in your life and also within your social setting. Because the main thing that's going to set you up for success is a consistency. And that's what we hear day in, day out, anything that you want to achieve, it's the consistency of doing it over the long term and it gets boring. It gets boring eating the same thing. But boring, I always say boring is the best way to the best. Because, yes. because if you're at the amusement park or at the bar all the time, you're not likely to succeed in in that dream you you have. And then we... And then we see the few people that do succeed and, and we just think working harder is the way. Motivation is the biggest myth. Working harder is the biggest myth. The most successful people in the world, if you think of Tony Robbins, if you think of Bill Gates, if you think of uh, who was the founder of Apple? I'm, my Steve, Jobs. Jobs. Steve Jobs. They were the same things every single day. 
They eat the same foods. They have the same routine every single day. The reason for that is if you set up your life for success, less decision-making, the more times that we have to make a decision, we have decision fatigue. The more thoughts that we have, the less that we can focus on what's important. The problem is people don't understand what's important in their lives so that they can go ahead and achieve it. And in the universe, and in this is what I think in terms of spiritually, if the universe knows what you want to achieve and you put your mind to it, you're going to achieve it. The same way that Dr. Kiltz has created CNY Fertility. It's the biggest fertility clinic in the U.S. How did you achieve that? Persistence. You worked your butt off. Persistence. Well, go to work every day. I always say work is the best way to take care of all worry. Yes. And, and go to work every day. But I would say you're, you're right. Consistency. And, and, and really working on simplicity. And ultimately, it still comes down to the connections with humans in a, yes. in a kind, loving, generous way and recognizing that we all make mistakes. And, yes. and, and that's okay. And not to lose it over the mistake, but to learn from the mistake. I think also as children, especially in my generation and Gen uh, Z and Gen Y as well, they're learning that mistakes are not good. But I think that, for example, my parents, grandparents, mistakes, or even if you were to try something, it would be actually try harder next time or that you can do better. And that's not a bad thing. If you just pat yourself on the back and say, you did a good job. Oh, you got like, for example, this grade or that grade, you tried hard, that's okay. But the thing is actually to push yourself and to actually maybe have, it's not negative feedback, but criticism is actually a way for you to improve. Uh, constructive criticism, feedback, mistakes, all these things that we, in our minds, and again, it comes back to how we think, we think that it's negative. But if we actually see it in a different way is, okay, that's a learning. How can I improve to get better the next time? And that's how even the, the biggest creators of all time, the biggest founders or businesses, that's how they actually get better because they do something, they get the feedback, and they learn and they relearn. And it's the same with diet. It's the same with health, anything at all. And, and obviously, whatever diet you're eating, you may be able to succeed and you you're do many, many great things. And so it's it, the diet isn't the single thing, although Steve Jobs died of cancer. And, and my, my philosophy is that a plant-based diet is really deadly. And we're talking about health and wellness, but, and the mind is just another organ of the body, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And you have to train your mind the same way that you train every single thing else. The mind just doesn't work by itself. Your brain is the biggest, I think, I think the brain is the biggest obstacle that we have to actually challenge and work on every day because your brain wants to go back to how it's hardwired from decades of experience. And I have to do this every day every single day and it's frustrating and I just think oh this is too hard I can't do this or something I think you know what Rena yes you can what if I just try to do it in a different way or what if I just try this one thing in a different way just today don't worry about tomorrow don't worry about the next day just today let me just try to do this one thing and show up a hundred percent and you'll see how that changes your life in incredible ways so where does, you know, this idea of, well, just be positive versus negative mindset. And ultimately there, there's something there 
but it, but it's such a hard thing to to take on in a way that uh, I'm just going to think differently and something different is going to happen. No, we don't think differently. We we think the same way, but we have to hijack the thoughts. Uh. <laughs> That's the funny thing. We don't think differently. We have to say, oh, I just had that thought. That was funny. Where did that come from? Well, how about I think a different way? So the way I love to do it, I like to make a, make a joke out of it. Don't take it too seriously because we're not our thoughts. If I think I can't do something, that's interesting. Let me just try to do it anyway. What's going to hurt? What's another failure going to hurt? Exactly. But maybe I could improve it as an example. But take it in a lighthearted way because the only thing that we know, as you said previously, which is the only thing that's going to happen which is bad is death. We're only here from a limited time. Whether it, because what what do we worry about? Our families, financial situation, the recession, our health, all these things. These things that we can change, but the one thing you cannot change is when your time on this planet is up. And that's the real reality of life. And I think if we have this in our minds in terms of that's actually what matters. So it doesn't matter what happens. I'm here today. I'm here in this moment. How can I make this better? And yet that mindset is the critical, you're just adjusting the, the, the frequency, the gain, uh, and, and aligning your life to the things in life that you want to be part of. But ultimately, yeah. it doesn't, none of it really matters, but yet it, it matters, right? It's just something wished to accomplish. There's this driving force behind our DNA that says, do this or that. And, and ultimately, the the thinking works to hijack us. So we need to actually hijack the thoughts and shift yes. them in the direction of our goals in a way that is, I am, I can, I'm learning, I'm living, I'm enjoying. And, and we're all going to die. And, and maybe, and again, maybe the idea of bad is not bad, negative, but bad ass, positive. Bad ass. Right, yeah, and right. yeah, and even to backtrack to understand, okay, you you said to understand our goals. Why? What is our why? And I know that we hear that a lot mm. in terms of what is our why, what is our goals. But really, what is going? What is going to fulfill us the most? And even if it's not our day jobs, but how can we put that into our lives to actually make us feel that we are creating or we are con contributing in, in a positive way because that's what humans want at the end of the day. They want to contribute, they want to connect, and that's what's actually going to give us happiness and joy at the end of the day. Connecting with others. Yes. The God and, and our, our families, our communities in loving, kind, generous, positive ways. Absolutely. That's, that's really where our real drive is and and maybe in some way the resources we gain from the successes in life i mean look at us you're now uh from from australia to to uh turkey and we're still able to connect like we're sitting in the same room and enjoying the conversation and, ultimately, and at the same time at the same time if i go outside I can't understand anyone because nobody speaks English, but I could look at that in a negative way or I could say, hey, let me go try to learn Turkey. 
Let me, a Turkish, let me go connect with people like yourself and other people online. So there's always a way that we can learn and we can actually make things better. Because I have moved here. It's, okay, first world country to maybe a second or third world country. They don't speak English. I can't even like go out. Like the, the taxi system, it's very, very hard to get a taxi. Um, there's so many things that I could say that are problems here. But I say, I cha always change my thoughts, always changing my thoughts. How can I make it better? Okay, what can I do to actually improve it? It's not them, it's me, if that makes sense. And if you shift the thought process to how can I make it better, not the other person, how can I take the control? It's going to help you have a better life as well. The same I way improve. also, yes, the, the same way also, if somebody, and this is very, very hard, if somebody is negative to you or they're angry at you, show kindness and love every single time. And, and, and so maybe the real work is getting into the environments that are hard and that your brain would say run or fight. But, but now if you really tame the brain to sit still and listen and learn and open up to opposite ideas that will begin to unfold new and amazing things in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even coming back to carnival, I always try to put myself in a situation that I'm out with other people because none of my friends are carnival. Nobody's carnival around me. I always put myself into a situation where I'm in these environments where there is the sugary carbohydrates, where there is all the vegetables and the salads and everything that I don't eat. Because guess what? That reinforces what I do. It makes me stronger. As I said, it's not motivation. It's not just I'm having a good day and I'm going to make a good decision. It's your habits every single day, no matter what the situation is, to make you stronger. Because I know all of us, we're not around people that are either positive, they eat carnival, or they're like us. But it doesn't matter in whatever situation that we're in, we have to actually have the habits to actually create that life, that routine. And that's what we said it's boring, but it's a routine. And that's what's it's actually very enjoyable because when you do, do the same thing over and over, you develop the confidence, the confidence to know that. I was around a cake and a chocolate and 10 years ago, I would have binged on that. Now I don't even want it because I know why I'm choosing this pathway of my life. Confidence, competence takes experience in the hard. So the obstacle is ultimately the way and you're in a big obstacle. So how are you working your way into a, a new experience? Yes, that's the question. Is that and the so question for me or is that the question for well, all both. of us? It's always both and, and individually for yourself now that you've moved to Istanbul and you're, you're, you're working to, you're working your way into what we might call the negative. So because the negative is foreign, it's opposite, it's not our comfort zone. Yes. How do you, it's, uh, if you put a frog uh, in cold water and heat it up, 
uh, they won't jump, but you throw them in hot water, they jump right out. And that's the exact analogy that I, I guess I um, primed myself to be in the situation. And by any, by all means, this is a beautiful country. This is a beautiful city that I live in. Every every place I've visited in the world is beautiful because we we're around beautiful people. But the first thing that I did was when I was in Sydney, I was visualizing. So I would wake up in the in in the morning. I'd have my coffee in the morning and I would just visualize myself in this new environment in Turkey, in Istanbul. And, you know, like say, for example, in Sydney, the sun rises at 5.30. So I'm used to waking up early. The sun has risen. It's daylight. It's sunshine, blue skies. Here, the sun rises at 8.30. So it's a bit of a shift. It's overcast because here it's fall. In Sydney, it's summer. Wow. So or it's spring. So I would visualize myself how it would look like actually being in this environment, waking up, doing my same routine, but in the newer apartment that I'm living in. So visualization, because our brain doesn't understand what's happening in the future, past or now. But if we can visualize it in our minds, it just thinks that it's happening now. So when I was here, I just go back to the same routine every single morning. And that's how... It's been very easy for me. Just the next day, I just went straight back to my usual routine, work, everything. So what type of practices and time frame, amount of time that you do these things, what are the things that you can share with our community on how to adjust the mindset? So... I love small little habits that are so easy to do. Why wouldn't you do it? That's that's how I work. If something is too big for me, I'm not going to do it. I'm a very simple person. So I love to wake up in the morning. I have my affirmation card next to me. I always have that. I see it the night, the night before and then when I wake up. And I don't even actually read it. It's just there. My brain is seeing it. I'm just seeing that. Then when I wake up, I do not touch the phone. And I know these are very simple things that we've heard before, but the simplicity is what's going to make you successful. Don't touch your phone. I wake up, go have a coffee. I will straight away do my meditation and visualization and gratitude all within five minutes because we all have five minutes. And sometimes if I think I have to do 10 minutes or half an hour, I'm not going to do it because I've tried that previously. And that's why I made five-minute body because even for me, I am no different than any other person. I am probably, I was the laziest person that you could ever meet. I was not disciplined. I was not, um, I was over-exercising. I was eating a high-carb diet. But doing these little things now, that's what creates the success. And then after I do meditation and gratitude, I will get ready for the day, make the bed doesn't matter if I'm at home. I will get up, I'll have a shower, put a bit of makeup on and get ready because that's very important to set yourself up to feel that, okay, I'm awake, I'm alive. Let me go do what I have to do, even if you're at home. So they're, they're the morning things that I do. Very, very simple, not rocket science, but I do it every single day. What, what's a meditation like for you? You have this, this card and and do you repeat an affirmation and, and gratitude? Um, I go down my gratitude list and, 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 and whether it's a minute or five minutes, um, something specific that you can help uh, in this. And maybe even the affirmation card. What's particular 
is it the same affirmation card that's that reminder? Uh, so the one today is I am free and flowing. And you know, sometimes I don't feel that and I think, oh, I'm free and flowing, I'm free and flowing, I'm free and flowing. And you just have to like think like that because even though if you're feeling tired or something, you just see it and you think, you know what, I am free and flowing. Your brain, if if you start to wire your mind to say, I am, I am like this, for some reason, your brain and your body will follow and it's changing those thoughts. But when it comes to the meditation and the visualization, I do the gratitude. So I just do three things that I'm grateful for. It could be who I've seen yesterday, any small experience, anything that I did. I just say thank you so much. Um, I, I all, And this is what I also got from Eckhart Tolle, which is to bless the world as well, to understand that where I am in my life, even though I want to achieve X, Y, Z, I want to change the world basically, but to understand that I'm doing the best that I can to achieve my goals and I show up every day. And there's people that are more fortunate than me and less fortunate than me. So to understand and just to be blessed and just to bless others, bless my dad, bless my family. And that humbles you to think, you know, even health-wise, going back to my dad, the fact that I can even walk, mm. and mm. this is so small, the fact that I can pick this up and I can do this, my dad can't do that. And I think that when you put, have that kind of mind sh mindset shift in your brain, it humbles you. It humbles you not to think about, oh, I don't have this, I don't have this, I want this. It's to think what I have is so abundant and I need to be grateful for it and thank you for it. So I have abundance. I am I'm already for I have, yes. Right, right, right. And 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 I am what I wish to be and and that 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 careful um, um, scripted story is so important in our lives and, and that boringness again, but we call it boring, but I'm sure you're not bored. No, I'm not because I like, I, I, I really love routine things. I really love structure organization. Like even when, when I moved here, the first thing I did the same day that I flew here after 22 hours was to unpack and organize. That was the first thing because I need my environment to just be set up in a way that's positive, that's organized. Because the main thing that creates clutter in our minds is clutter around us. And the simple fact of making the bed, brushing your teeth, getting ready in the morning, they, it creates a clean, minimal environment for you to succeed in life. We don't need very much. Do you know when I moved here, I had one suitcase. Oh. And we had this conversation previously around um, when I was moving and even carnival, how the simplicity and the minimalism, how it affects your life. When, when you go carnival, because you're eating very simple foods. Mm -hmm. And then how that extends upon other aspects of your life when it comes to material consumeristic items. You just think, I really don't need that. And I just really wear sneakers, pants, and a top every single day. And I just do the same things every single day. And so, yes, I moved just with one suitcase. And that gave me so much um, happiness. I was so excited that I had one suitcase. 
decision fatigue has been lost mm-hmm. because we're we 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 have to clean up our our lives in so many ways, but it begins with our environment that we live in. Yes. Less is best. Yes. When you see less and when you see fewer items, your brain can think. Is it also possible to let go of many of the decisions in essence and know that things will happen in a flow that, that we, we, we spend our time worrying about what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, rather than just having faith. It's all okay. Yes, there's some things that you need to do to plan, obviously. So as an example, um, if I moved here, obviously I need to book the ticket, I need to sell items, and I'm planning but I don't have to associate worry and anxiety along with that because I've got a plan. I've set the items that I need to do every day or every week up until that date. And then I just execute on that plan. And I just know that, okay, if something bad goes wrong, nothing really bad can happen. As long as I have my, my passport, nothing really bad can happen. Or even that, like nothing, it's just, it's all in our minds in terms of, oh, what if I forget this? How many outfits do I need? If I go out to a party, I need to look like this. No, you don't because nobody cares. It's our interpretation of the events. But if our interpretation is in the positive and we're able to sit with it and accept it as this is. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and and maybe you can give an example of a negative in your life, how you've shifted it to see the positive. Okay, should I get very personal? <laughs> well, this this is all we're, we're yeah personal. yeah. I'm happy. No, I'm 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 totally happy. Okay, so I've been with my partner for four years, and um, earlier this year, so he made the decision for his business to move to Turkey. And then for me, I was just really fixed in the mindset that, oh, I don't want to go to Turkey because of X, Y, Z reason. And I have, so when I came here, I quit a six-figure salary job to come here that I've had 20 years of experience with. So even that mindset to say, I've got to quit my job. I had to rehome my dog. I have to sell all these different things. So what happened with all that is that it created a lot of negativity and we broke up. Mm. while he was there and I just thought oh it's the end of the world and you know I just went through I went through a phase that um I I I was feeling really really down and that's why I'm saying that I'm no different to anybody else you have to work at this every single day it it, like things will come up and this was out of the blue the breakup wasn't just over uh it, it wasn't planned it was just that we had a conversation and he said oh sorry I just can't do this and I said what because I was planning to move, although I was complaining at the same time. But during that breakup, it actually made me realize, what did I have to complain about? The Mm. fact that I could move here and that he was going to support me, because when I'm living in Australia and my mindset was, I need to be independent. I need to have my own income. I need to have X, Y, Z. But the vulnerability that I have experienced and the support by actually supporting one another and being interdependent rather than being dependent or independent. That was my learning 
from that breakup. That breakup, I just thought my world had ended. And then after that, understanding that, you know what, it's okay to rely on him. And when you rely on somebody, that actually gives you more trust and it's going to make our relationship stronger. So even after that, you know, I apologized for my behavior because the reason why we broke up was because I was just so negative because I just couldn't see the path. And with my partner, he's always striving to go forward, push more, try things in life. And I was the type sometimes to pull back, to say, no, no, I'm too scared or I don't want to to do this. So that breakup made me realize that you need to be decisive and you need to say, okay, if you want something, go for it because there's so much more positives that will come from me moving here as opposed to me just living my same life, being in my comfort zone, having my job, having all these different things. So that was something that happened recently that even now and with that experience, I thank the universe that happened because that had changed me. So there's, and I don't know if the compromise is the right word, interdependence, relationships, this idea that we're looking for the perfect relationship, that there's someone that just aligns with everything about who you are, and what you want, but, but it's our, the truth is they're there already in some ways. Uh, if that's where you, you, again, it's all a choice either way, but, but, but maybe the recognition we're all interdependent. There is no, I'm, I'm doing this alone. And, and seeing our partners that it's the work, it's like everything else in life. You, you, you must do the work and it's not just about instant gratification. It's, it's really a constant evolution. Mm -hmm. And that's why even today, when we think about relationships or even marriage decades ago, even the divorce rate now, it's over 50%. And I think it's even higher in in the US, in in Australia. And as you touched upon the instant gratification, because everything takes work and effort, we always have to improve ourselves and work together as a unit to actually make things work because there is no person that's just going to walk into our lives and be perfect. And it's the same with career, jobs, with our health, with everything. There's no just perfect fit. We have to fine-tune it and work on it every day to actually cultivate and make things amazing. People that have an amazing life is because they work really hard at it. And, and But maybe we're looking at all these amazing lives, but we're not seeing all the dirt and the grunge that comes along with any life. Thank you. I, I, yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> right? So, social media, like uh, what, what we see on social media, like, I mean, I, and I know that you say that social media is great because it provides us with an opportunity to connect like no other. I can speak to you. You can speak to hundreds, thousands of people. But at the same time, we have to understand that the reality of what life is, no one's going to air their dirty laundry. No, thank you. They're going to say that I look this way. I look this way. I am perfect. But life is not like that. And you have challenges, you have struggles, you have arguments, but ultimately, majority of the time, it's a good environment to be in. And that's the question. Ultimately, most of the time, is this a good situation? Because there are, 
they're they're but but it's interesting because I always find that if you if someone has Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or 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 any disease, and and I my my parents my father mostly went through uh, the anger part of Alzheimer's dementia and lashing out, and it was a hard one for someone to see that the reactions are not personal but they're pro- part of the problems of us of us diseased and aging. Yes. And taking it personally rather than stepping back and even who's someone who's angry or mad or sad or depressed or whatever they are, even criminals or 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 suicide or schizophrenia is is maybe just all parts of the mix of the human experience that we individually need to step back and work on ways to love and and heal and help and heal. And that's the hardest thing, which is that when you have somebody lashing out or doing something that is super extreme, that's very, very harsh and very hard to, for you to handle, how can your reaction, how can you step back and say, how can I show up in a kind and positive way? It's not easy. And, and it is okay to walk away. And these are going to be, again, life is full of infinite decisions and, and any and all of them are right for the moment, but we look back on them and imagine, oh, I should have never done that, or that was wrong. In any insight on how we can handle those negative thoughts of yesterday? The only thing that we can do is to reflect on it and to say, okay, I showed up like that. How can I do it better next time? So as an example with the breakup, um, after that happened, I threw all of my partner's stuff out. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, that's interesting reaction. That, um, because I was just in a fight or flight mode. And it goes to show that, and that is not my behavior. If, if anybody knows me, I'm a very calm I'm not a reactive person. I try to be like positive or I am like, you know, um, feeling abundant and feeling smiling and happy most of the time. And I just try to make things humorous and I'm very lighthearted. But when that happened, that was a survival mechanism to say, you have threatened me. I have done that. The only, see, I can't take that back. Once you do that, I've seen it and, and my partner has seen it. And the thing is, is that that's going to be in his brain forever in terms of Rena has that ability to react like that. So the only thing that I can do is to say, okay, if that situation happens again, I'll visualize it, visualize myself with a different response. And yet all of us are the same and are from time to time. I was, and, and we're human beings that have emotions and yes. our, our, our brains, but things like daily mindset, five minute body work, mind work, which is all part of the five minute body because the body and the mind kind of go together. I think yes. that's what you're saying, isn't it? It's all the habits. It's, it's, it's not that. And, and, and you will see this when something just pops up that you will just have a reaction and you'll think, where did that come from? That's not me. But this is a rehearsed survival mechanism that you don't even know that it's even, even thinking about it, it's in your unconscious mind. But even to say, okay, once that happens, just think about or visualize 
how you could do that in a different way and see yourself doing it in a different way. See yourself feeling your body, your thoughts, what you say in a different way and just try it. Just try it. The next time that something happens that's unexpected, out of the blue, try that different response because that's not who you are. You can mold yourself and brainwash yourself to be whomever you want to be, whomever you want to be. And you and I have focused on the carnivore world, but this is all advice for anyone of any eating practices. Yes. And who's to say that carnivore is the best diet for every single person? It's what we have found as the best for us individually, but you might be more carnivore than I am. I do have some French fries from time to time or some ice cream from time to time. I might have a martini from time to time. I'm off coffee and tea uh, and really minimal. That's really been hard, uh, but 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 it actually isn't isn't it's actually not as hard. It was hard when I said, "Oh, I can't do this," and then one day I was like, "Done," and I have felt better than ever. But we're 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 on this journey, each of us, right? And and I have I have my gas fireplace on, and on my live this morning, someone was saying gas is deadly. And I'm like, well, so are cars and planes and walking across the street and relationships, right? But ultimately, there's a, a, a we all pick our own balancing act, right? Individually. I love what you say, which is the frequency. So I will have something at a less of a frequency. So it's not that you do it all or nothing. It's just that you might have your French fries, you might have X, Y, Z, but it's so infrequent that it does not affect your daily routine. And that's what's important. I think that we get into the dogma of I'm this way, I'm this way, I'm this way. No, find the way that works for you. You like your French fries, I might like ice cream, but we have it very infrequently. I'm sure it's not a daily occurrence. But it's interesting. I went through a divorce uh, 20 years ago, separation, I have a, a one child and, and my, my relationship with my child has been the hardest, uh, a daughter, uh, and boy, it was, it's still, it's better, but oh my God. And, and through that, that pain, it pushed me into this world of positivity and reading and meditating and prayer and understanding God. And, 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 you know, through this journey, I finally got to the, the, I went from the keto carnivore world and, and it's, but there's, you know, it's, we can't say what tomorrow we might find something like, Oh my God, I never saw this before. Yes. And I know with carnivore, who had heard of carnivore five, 10 years ago? Keto was the main thing. Before that was paleo. Before that was Mediterranean. Before that was something or the other. But the premise is the same. Majority meat and fat. The premise is the same. And that's what people need to understand is what is the consistency that we're seeing here? It could be labels that we're associating with because, again, when you hear, I, I, I always think that when I hear something, I feel like – Somebody is trying to sell me something. So I really try to unpack it to say, okay, what's beneath that? And does it have to be 100% this way, 100% this way? For me personally, I cannot do vegetables, fruits. I cannot have um, very sweet things because my body 
has been wide in a certain way, in, in a certain way. It has improved, definitely. Like I could not have any sugar. Now if I have something small amount of sugar, I'm okay. Like for example, ice cream. I don't binge. I used to eat the whole thing. I used to, my, my brain used to just think I'm all or nothing and I need to have the whole thing. But now I can just have a bit and to say, you know what, that's enough because it's the fat that I have that actually satiates me. Everything that I do is high fat. I, I think, where is the fat? And that's the learning that works for me. For somebody else, it could be different. Intimacy. What, what is it? What, what so is intimacy? It? Yeah. So it's, intimacy. It's, it's not sex. No. Intimacy is something that I was thinking about even with my partner because it's not sex. It's not the act of, um, you know, anything to do with physical relations. Intimacy is so important for connection. Even it could be conversation. Even it could be just hand-holding or it could, it could just be – and intimacy doesn't have to be with your partner or spouse. It could be with a friend. It's about having that connection with somebody, a hug. Anything that where you're connecting with someone, where you're letting go of that barrier – is going to create the intimacy, the closeness, the connection. And that's what we're missing so much in these days because whomever I meet a lot of the time, they have this kind of barrier here. And the other thing that I think along with intimacy and that barrier, when you wear brands and when you uh, have these things that you think are associated, that feed your ego, and it elevates you to think that you're something else that you're not and the other person is something different from you. That's creating that separation. But at the, at the end of the day, you and I and people that are watching, we're all the same creature. We're all the same thing. You might have a fancier home than me, but at the end of the day, I have shelter, you have shelter. So why don't we just be kind and love each other? Mm -hmm. And why don't we have intimacy between, like we have intimacy between us, but I've never met you in person. No, that's amazing. And, and how we've developed an intimate relationship when we read a book or we listen to a story, yes. we become intimate with the characters that are part of the human experience. And a smile or looking someone in the eyes and seeing deeply within each and every human being. Yes. The, 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 the idea of intimacy as being greater and, and has nothing to do with sex. And maybe that's part of the, the, the one of the challenges of the world where, where we think so much in sexuality and sensuality rather than in the intimacy of relationships in life that we can all learn to be more intimate in our listening and understanding other people's challenges, pain, sorrow, negativity, and help them see in the moment it's all okay. And that's where the connection comes in. If you think about, even I was thinking about people that I have known for a long time, why is there such intimacy or connection intimacy and connection i think they're interrelated words that we th we think about intimacy as you said to be sex or physical touch but intimacy is that long strong relationship that you have with somebody and it's from that connection the closeness and it could be on multiple levels and it's because 
we are distracted by so many different things. The main thing is our phone as well. That's disconnecting us in many ways in, in with, with people that are actually in front of us because we have people all around us. But even if you go into an elevator, a lift, a shopping mall, how many people are on their phones but not connecting or being intimate with the people that are around us? Because everybody has a story and the stories is what actually connects us together and, and creates the intimacy, the connection. That's what's very, very important. Do you have a top three books that you can recommend or top one uh, that helps us develop the mindset? And, and maybe, you know, I don't know the intimacy concept, but I think it's all based on the philosophy of God within each and every one of us. Maybe truly intimacy is seeing God in everyone. Faith. The same God. Faith, yes. Faith. I think faith and, um, you know, understanding the superficial uh, appearance that we see is not who we are. Who we are is our soul and it's more, it's our life story. It's what we've seen, heard. It's our sensories. That's all about our connection with other people. Uh, wh when it comes back to books, I'm a fan of Ryan Holiday. The mm -hmm. most recent book that I listened to him was Essentialism. Um, that was just profound in terms of the actual things that we need to focus on to actually move our life in a positive manner. Um, the Obstacle is the Way. I've got a whole playlist actually of other authors, but that's the most recent one. Um, and then I was also listening to a carnival book, which was Judy Cho, uh, Carnival Cure, but that's more to do with carnival. But for mindset, I think Ryan Holiday resonates with, with, with me the most, but I have to actually get my playlist cause I've got it on audible cause I love listening to all of my books at, rather than reading them. So usually I'll just do some mundane tasks like food prep or something or the other, and I'll have the book in the background, just, just listening. And the thing is, I listen to the same books over and over. Because just because you read one book doesn't mean that you have everything in your brain because your brain will forget most things. So I listen to the same things over and over. And I'm like you. I listen to, uh, I love Ryan Holiday. I mean, I, my, I've got you know, over 800 books on my Audible and I'll do my pottery or doing those mundane things or, or sometimes just in some of my meditative moments, I'll lay down for 10 minutes and I'll listen to the excerpts of the books. And I think they're very critical, but I also love to have books everywhere. And, and because, because the sometimes just reading the excerpts and the moments and underlining and writing, which is what I love to do, but audible is, is my best thing that I do. And my, my bet is Oracle. We are, we are, we're tribal. We listen to the stories around the campfire I mean, written words are only very modern. Our ancient spoken word is, mm. is so critical and important. That's why I think I love audible books. And I tell everyone, some of my, a couple of my friends, colleagues have said, oh, I'd never do that. I, I'm like, oh, I'll never. I'm like, they're, it's, they're missing like the most important piece. And yes, sometimes I'm, oh, voraciously, I, I, I love to read, but I love to listen. I think also people learn in different ways and to understand that 
just to read is not just one way of learning, to listen, um, to, you know, uh, to do as well. Some people have to learn by doing. A lot of people have to actually learn by doing actually and by doing and redoing and learning and relearning and then listening because I think that when I was in my previous job, they they said that from textbook, 10% of what you learn, so what, what you learn, 10% comes from a textbook. 20% is the re- rehearsing and like uh, relearning that. But 70% of what you learn is actually by doing. It's actually by going out and doing it over and over and over and over. And even in sales, because uh, I come from a, a pharma sales background. So, um, and even when I was speaking to doctors and specialists, you have to say the same message 10 times in a conversation for them to hear it. (laughs) And you have to go and meet them because it's the personal relationships that ultimately, because even in the, even in the carnivore world or in the mindful world, it's the repetitive nature of the relationships. That's why going to church or school and, and, and apprenticeships. I learned to fly, but I took longer to learn to fly than, than my, many of my other friends. One is I didn't do it till 55, but it was, I, I would get up every weekend and go flying and I'd practice the same thing. Uh, we call pattern work. You just yeah. keep practicing. And today my brain, it's the practice of the same things and everything else I do that, that, I mean, I've been making pottery for 50 years, but it's, it's still, I love the repetitive nature of the task. Again, we, we're, we, maybe the word mundane, I gotta, we gotta look at that word, work. We up. have to change that word because loving the repetition is the key to success. So even today I can show you my, my fridge because what I eat is egg yolks, butter and beef. Most of the time people think I'm weird, but that's what I eat. So today I had um, two kilos, probably a bit, bit over four pounds of ground beef. And I just got my burger patty mold and I was food prepping. It took time. And so what I do is I food prep and then I put it, uh, I, I actually make the burger patties, put them in the freezer. That would last me quite a while. So then at least then that's done. And then when I'm busy, when I don't have time, I just have to get the food out from the freezer, put it in the fridge. I have a meal. Put in the air fryer. I put a couple of tablespoons of butter next to it. That's my meal. But the meal prep is boring as heck. But what can I do to make it more interesting? I listened to something. I put some music on. My partner was helping me. So there's all these things that we can do. Even since I moved here, I started going to to the gym again. I didn't work out for a year, but I have been working out for 20 years. So we started going to the gym. I thought, okay, how can I make this fun? So we did the weight training and circuit training, but we also did star jumps doing this. I used to do that as a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The games we played as a child, which we games, games. So even the the circuit training, I said, okay, let's see who can beat each other, just to make it fun. Because make the routine and the mundane enjoy it, but we can also make it fun. The the mundance, we got yeah. we're, we're working on that. Is is um, anything else you want to share with us? I mean, obviously we're we. I love this is the part I think that I love the most is just the conversations that we get from all of this and we're learning from each other and around the globe, human beings are the same. Uh, Anything that we didn't bring to the, to the story for today. I think, um, you know, working on your health every day and let's let go of perfection. 
Let's not think, okay, I didn't do this this day. I came a failure or, or something. Just even doing, and I go back to the habits. I think habits are so critical to create the success. And I think that health and wellness is the key towards consistency and your overall happiness. Because if you don't feed, and we didn't talk about nutrients and foods and all that, but it's fascinating by just focusing on the few foods, like for example, beef, um, egg yolks, beef, butter, that feeds your brain and that is going to give you mental clarity for you to succeed in life. Everybody has the opportunity to be braver, be healthier, be happier. And it's up to us to change our habits every day. And I just want everyone to know that you have the power and you have the control because everybody can make a difference in, in this world. And we're all the same. We are all the same. You're a doctor almighty doctor but you're the same as me and the same as every exactly but we are the same everybody watching this we are the same people we have the same heart we have the same being and letting go of labels and ego and connecting with each other and accepting each other as well so the labels enable if we if we label the gods the gods can do anything and everything and ultimately that's who and what we are and Absolutely. the more we sort of see that and whatever challenges you're living, uh, be brave every day. Be brave and ask for help whenever you feel sometimes. And we all have this moment that it doesn't matter what it is, big or small. We all have this moment that we just feel I need help. Ask the universe and ask your God because they will come to help you. And I think that we can all attest to we've been in environments that we've needed help. We've asked for the help and we've survived. And we can survive every single hard moment that we have. Your your partner is is uh, is your partner in on this carnivore or no? Or, no, mine isn't either. I know that was so funny. Like when you mentioned that that uh, no, he's he's not. So he will. I mean, he's relatively healthy, but when he's out, he'll have pasta. He has yogurt at home. He has chocolate. Um, he has meat as well. So since he's met me, he's gone more meat-based. But he's not carnivore, and he's never going to go carnivore. Which, which ultimately, that's that's the we're 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 here to work within the world that we we are all part of, and that's the beauty of it. We individually, and that's why. I, I, in our, in the Kilt's Mighty Tribe, it's if you're a vegan, vegetarian, Mediterranean, pescan, it doesn't matter. If you're spiritual, atheist, agnostic, or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. We're all in this journey to share ideas around the globe and our ability to, to publish is now a, a mighty way of, of, of in, interesting uh, methods of, of movie making essentially. Yeah. Uh, and we all have a phone that, and the thing is we all have something that we can teach somebody else and it can be something small. It doesn't have to be us just talking to each other. Everybody can teach somebody something yeah. Speak to somebody else, go on social media, share what you love because that's going to make the world better because everybody collectively, they all have something that they know. Little, little, little piece of something that 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 they know, or they can teach someone. Uh, on your uh, website or, or or your sites, are, are you sharing the food you you eat and the, the yes. methods? Can you tell people how to find you? 
Yes. So on Insta, so everywhere I'm five minute body on Instagram, my website, and on YouTube. So five minute body. It doesn't take long. I mean, it's moments. It's moments. It's the habits. And I always say the same thing. It's the habits. People ask me, is five minute exercise or five minutes something going to change your life? No, but it's going to start to get you to the habits to your life that's going to create the life that Dr. Kiltz has, the life that I have, because we all didn't start having this life. We started from somewhere. So whether it just be one minute or whether it just be a practice that you have every day that is so insignificant, you think, oh, how can that make a difference? But you'll see, it's amazing that it does. It, it, it is amazing. I know for me, it was the, the pottery, which I've been doing for 50 years that I learned in high school. And that's still just the simplicity of it and sitting on the wheel and making pots. And, and, uh, you know, now if I was to do that, <laughs> if I was to make some pottery or something, because I haven't done it before, right, if so, I was to spend a bit of time every day, every day, and every again, day every week or whatever it is, <clears throat> repetitive habits. That's what this is all about in the mindset, mindfulness, intimacy. It's really, and whether, whatever the nutrition is, it, it's uh, eat less frequently, add more fat and uh, have faith in God. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Simple. Much, much love to you Thanks. and your family. Uh, and, uh, We'd look forward to communicating more and sharing more intimate moments of a conversation helps so many of us that, that we all need help. All of us. Yes. Including you and I. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of us. Thank all you, right. Dr. Kiltz. God bless you. Marina. Have an awesome day. Bye. Bye. Oh, what time is it in, 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 uh, in Turkey right now? 3.40 PM. All right. All right. All right. So we're, 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 uh, I'm eight we? hours ahead of you. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you again very soon. Much okay. love. All right. Bye. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Carnivore Conversations hosted by me, Dr. Robert Kiltz. And don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Check out drkiltz.com for more and subscribe to our Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook for more inspiring content every day. Take care and see you next time.